Hi guys, welcome to the Late Night Drives podcast. This week we have Sukriti with us to help dissect and discuss the weekend's Tyrian Grand Prix. Hi Sukriti, welcome to this week's episode of the Late Night Drives podcast. Uh, we look back towards the weekend and the action-packed Tyrian GP. What are your thoughts, first impressions of this action-packed weekend, like I said? Um, I think action-packed Friday and Saturday, Sunday, um, to me personally, a little disappointing. Uh, not as much action as I would have liked to see. Um, but uh, first thoughts, I think a great, great drive from uh, Max and um, a, a sort of perfect weekend for uh, Red Bull, uh, with Max taking pole and actually winning the race uh, and not putting one foot um, wrong. Yeah, he seemed like comfy and confident almost all weekend long, whether it was through practices and through qualifying. Like, it didn't seem like anything was phasing him even when he was, you know, in practice at various points, not leading the timesheets or not setting the timesheets alight. Uh, He seemed to be quite comfortable and, you know, I think confident is the word that I would use personally for his Yeah, like someone who knows that he's got a good car and he's in a good place and he can do it, Exactly, exactly. Um, Yeah, which comes, I think, largely from being uh, the championship leader and winning um, uh, three races coming into this, uh, this race as well. Uh, Versus, I I don't think Mercedes seems so uh, as flawless as they once were. Yeah, I think Mercedes for the last, I mean, three weekends now, right? They've, they've sort of been struggling with their setups through practice and yeah. qualifying, you know, trying to find that pace against Red Bull, who seem to have, like, become a little quicker. Positive start for them this weekend, though, Bottas having figured out his setup in the press conference, I think uh, uh, Thursday press conference or Friday press conference, he said that he had a word with Lewis Hamilton yeah, and post-quality, his post-quality. Or the post-quality yeah. press conference saying that you know he used Hamilton's help to help figure out his setup yeah. and it seemed to have benefited him quite a bit. Yeah, and his three-place uh, great penalty for uh, spinning in the uh, pit lane also didn't, um, didn't uh, affect uh, him too badly with him finishing uh, the race yeah, uh, in third on the place, podium. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was pretty good. Uh, I think good recovery from him after his uh, penalty and yeah. I think this was probably the most that Mercedes could hope for, for from the weekend. For sure, yeah. for sure. Uh, I think they reacted well, uh, you know, I, I think one thing uh, that was good, with uh, that worked out well for Mercedes was uh, Perez lacked the pace in qualifying. So he, uh, in uh, Q2, he went on the softs, uh, which meant he had to start the race on the softs. And, um, you know, it, it wasn't the Perez that we've seen for the last couple of weeks who's just gone and done more laps than anybody else and just stayed out and stayed out and stayed out and really maximized his tires so the minute Perez dived into the pits uh, they got uh, Bottas to come into the pits as well and they were able to get out ahead yeah I think they tried to cover that undercut so uh, you know uh, overcut yeah Uh, they tried to cover yeah Yeah, Mercedes tried to cover the undercut right yeah uh, I think uh, Red Bull sort of gambled with the strategies of uh, Perez, you know, trying to do something different as opposed to Verstappen. So, trying to mix things up, the only way to put it is probably mess with Mercedes, right? Yeah. Uh, and didn't really pay off this time around as much as they hoped. As much as Perez tried, like, closed in, I think he finished just half a second behind uh, yeah. Bottas to yeah. finish P4. Yeah. But 
he almost got there towards yeah, the end i think also if they hadn't had like a bit of a, a a fumble with his pit stop right like his pit stop was 4.8 seconds and from a team like red bull that has been doing a uh, two uh, sub 2 second pit stops uh, that wasn't uh, their one of their like finest moments and uh, that sort of also really uh, helped uh, Mercedes this weekend yeah i think uh, that that's true uh, red bull's pit stop was really bad and uh, it's quite surprising from a team like red bull right yeah. to make such a mistake but i guess these things happen and like when it's just a matter of a second or like you know quarters of a second uh, mercedes is going to be there to like uh, you know capitalize, capitalize on, on that on it, yeah, of course for sure definitely uh, like um, uh, george russell um, says that racing can be brutal yeah but um, yeah yeah i mean for yeah. him it really was this weekend huh? yeah let, let's actually talk about uh, russell I, i wouldn't say that was a highlight that was a heartbreak for me um he uh, he missed out on qualifying by um 8000th of a second on q3 uh, on making it into uh, q3 and for uh, russell uh, in a williams um that that is uh, that is impressive Uh, yeah. for him to actually be there um and almost making it into um i- into q3 um and uh, he ended up starting 10th on the grid uh, because sonora got a three place um, grid penalty and at one point he was running 8th um and, and he, he was, was running 8th comfortably man yeah. he was like seeming yeah. to manage the gap both in front of him and, and behind, behind him. him like when the and team like when the team like came onto the radio and asked him to you know back off a little bit from alonso to like help the car and yeah. help their uh, mechanical yeah. uh, mechanical reliability issues and stuff he still seemed to be doing a brilliant job keeping sunoda behind him absolutely at the same time so he had a phenomenal race till i mean till unfortunately lap 27 when uh, his pneumatic pressures went all over the place and yeah. they had to like fill the air just just terrible know. terrible luck um, yeah I, i think it's just bad luck for him you know unfortunately um yeah and he, he you know he could have he ha- had the race gone smoothly he could have finished in 7th maybe and gotten like a bunch of points and that would have actually put put williams ahead of uh, alfa romeo Yeah I mean like he said right after the race that it would have meant like a couple of points for Williams and at the end of the season that could make the difference between them finishing in like 10th place in the constructors versus them finishing like 8th or 9th right yeah and absolutely that, that's a huge like bonus for them uh yeah it's it's surprising to and it's quite sad actually more than surprising for them to not capitalize on moments like this right yeah uh before uh, we sort of just um, you know since we were talking about qualifying i, j- I just want to mention there was a point in q2 uh where um the top 11 uh, drivers were uh, just like three tenths apart yeah the, the, i think the practice sessions and the quali sessions were as exciting as almost as exciting as the race yeah. so like i said an eventful uh Stadium GP. <laughs> yeah, and and I think it's 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 so um I just sort of want to compare that right. So you you have you have Q two where um eleven uh, drivers are just three tenths apart, and then you have the race. And if you look at race pace, um the leader of the race has lapped everyone from driver number five. Yeah, I mean. So except for the two Red Bulls and the two Mercedes, everyone's been lapped. 
Yeah, it's quite ridiculous. Of course, the sh- circuit being as short as it is yeah, helps course. in that matter. Of course. of course, but yeah, their race pace of these, like the Red Bulls and the Mercedes, is are on another level. I think that's what you're trying to say. Yeah, like, you know, on yeah. the high fuel loads, they just they are so much faster than everybody else. Uh, but speaking of qualifying, I mean. Uh, Ricciardo had a terrible qualifying again this uh, you, you know this race uh, he seemed to have gained some ground like coming to terms with the car last weekend but i don't know so, i mean he was like almost a second slower i think by the end of it uh, half a second, half a second behind slower his teammate yeah, yeah behind his teammate yeah and that's a huge difference and he just seems to not have the pace this weekend surprisingly he was like i think second or third quickest in like practice two but uh, on friday yeah. but, like that pace just didn't translate into qualifying on saturday but yeah i mean norris again pulling out a blinder qualifying fourth for mclaren yeah seems to third. be like yeah seems to be like the fighting force for mclaren and third in the championship you know uh, doing everything he can to keep them there right and yeah Yeah, he seemed to be like on it all weekend long. Yeah, I think consistency. Um, he he's been very very consistent, and um, I I I don't want to say too much. <laughs> uh, I think everyone's <laughs> spending too much time talking about um, how he's performed this year, and I I just I I can't. Okay, I just need to like say this. This is just one thing, right? Like his opening lap. I mean I think last year we saw some brilliant laps of his yeah uh at I, I think that was the closing laps of the Austrian GP right uh but his opening lap was phenomenal keeping Perez behind yeah. him you know much faster car uh Perez got past him and I a driver with 10 years of experience yeah and yeah. Perez got past him but he like went on the outside and like overtook perez in the opening lap again and kept him behind for a few laps that yeah. was really impressive i mean that, that was the one thing that i just <laughs> wanted to say yeah. about norris and yeah we can swiftly move on <laughs> now <laughs> after that another team that showed real promise was ferrari after their disappointing disappointing race at uh, paul ricard last weekend right? yeah they didn't have a great qualifying but i think uh, ferrari is finally uh, figured out that uh, there is something called strategy and I, i know i'm going to get a lot of hate for saying this but uh, yeah it's high time yeah. that they realize that an f1 race is about um, you know figuring out what's happening in the moment and planning for x num- the x number of laps that are left and i think they finally brought it uh, this time around yeah the strategy really worked this race huh? like you said they weren't great at qualifying at all they're over a single lap low fuel runs they just didn't seem to have the pace but in the race they just like came alive right and yeah because they qualified 7th and uh science qualified 12th yeah. but both finished in the points of uh, 5th and 6th yeah and especially like charles after the first lap incident and his contact with uh, gasly him yeah. having to like uh pit, pit in the GT. first first yeah. lap right yeah. that was a brilliant strategic call too if i'm not mistaken they switched him to the hard tire right up front knowing that they would have to pit him again yeah, right yeah. yeah and i think that that strategy really helped him climb up uh, into i think 7th place yes. he finished 7th he finished 7th after Behind. being last uh, on the first lap that that yeah. was a brilliant brilliant drive from him 
and it's a great recovery drive from ferrari uh, keeps them what 12 points behind mclaren uh, in, in the championship yeah. yes yeah. and yes. their fight for third place in the constructors really seeming to go uh, you know neck and neck and yeah. like really down to the wire i hope it does okay yeah i just want to point out though that um, norris has earned bulk of the points for uh, mclaren and ferrari has two drivers that have been consistently earning points and they are still behind yeah, mclaren then, so yeah. yeah i mean i just i just more on that yeah, so, yeah. I, there's no denying that i mean it's Sorry, a fact you can be like that's a, a fact. fanboy um, for of leclerc yeah, yeah, ferrari yeah, of leclerc i'm for norris yeah. right so i can't not mention that if you're going to talk about yeah i mean i mean the heartbreaks at monaco for leclerc i suppose helped in that <laughs> sense but anyway let's let's move swiftly past past that right um who else should we talk can about can we talk about gasly since we're talking about uh, charles anyway yeah uh, and how he took gasly out uh, yes it, it, it was a racing, racing incident, incident. Okay. yes it was a racing yes. incident um, no i i'm not trying to uh, malign uh, his good name yeah. in any way but um, yeah that was that was heartbreak i i this this race was this race was heartbreak for me with dnfs for both the uh, yes, pierre yeah. and uh, george george russell yeah um yeah cuz pierre was another someone another driver that showed a lot of promise this weekend in practice he um, you know he uh, went p2 um, in one of the practice sessions he uh, in qualifying at um, uh, in qualifying at, at one point as well you know he was putting in laps faster than hamilton and um uh, faster than max at one point so um there was a lot of promise for a, a good a points finish today uh, but um, the opening lap uh, it was charles um pierre and um, alonso going side by side and at yeah, one three wide three wide in like turn yeah. three right and, yeah and yeah i think they both just sort of squeezed gasly and he didn't have anywhere to go and like both gasly and leclerc moved at the same time towards each other and it, it i think it was just one of those things that uh, sort of like caused a puncture for him and that yeah. resulted in a suspension failure and yeah that was the end of his race unfortunately and and uh, to be fair he had a new mg uk unit Exactly. So, like, he had really strong pace, like you said, through uh, qualifying three. Ah, uh, sorry, through practice three and in qualifying. In qualifying. And uh, just to mention this, he has been one of the most consistent qualifiers. Like, yeah. Consistently qualifying either fifth, sixth, or seventh, right? Yeah. For AlphaTauri, and yeah, I think he's been he's been like, in my opinion. consistently outperforming his the car yeah. yeah and i think also um you know a lot of credit to the fact that this is a driver that has been put through shit by red bull yeah um and to come back and and still you know be with the b team uh and give it your everything every weekend and be um at a level that's clearly better than the level the cars are right um, and to come back we could we can do that he he yeah Uh, there was a forty percent chance of rain at the beginning of this race. Yeah. Of course, it ended up being no chance of rain in the race. It showed up uh, on the podium when once the drivers reached the podium. Half an hour too late for Mercedes. But yeah, speaking of Mercedes, actually, I, I brought the, brought this up because on lap nineteen, Hamilton complained 
to his engineer about his tire degradation problem you know are you like now just keeping a record of every time hamilton says bon- bonoma tires are short like like what are you doing are, are you like i just a- wanted to point it out right like i thought it was some sort of premonition well it was I thought last that, week yeah, and it clearly wasn't this clearly, week either clearly so maybe i need to get over this and like <laughs> you know move on i i just thought i'll uh, put this out there but yeah. speaking of hamilton he also almost spun out in lap 25 yeah right uh, putting like his uh, rear left tire into the gravel and somehow managing to keep it on track uh, that was just like another incident that i thought i'll uh, uh, i thought i'll mention uh speaking of mercedes uh, again uh, botas got past lando norris quite quickly on lap 11 right Uh, I think so did Perez just yeah, like, yeah 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 both yeah. of them did Perez before Bottas yeah I think McLaren very early on realized that that was not the battle they were fighting at least for yeah. this race and it was pointless for them to do so so yeah I just thought that was interesting that you know they they were realistic about yeah it was almost like they were they let those drivers pass like yeah. on lap 11 I think they did but uh, I also think like I mean what was the point right like you could I think their idea was to maximize the points they could and if they had tried to sort of engage in a more of a battle with these two drivers who were in clearly faster cars wouldn't it have just been a scenario where Norris's tires would have degraded much faster and then you know towards you don't know how the rest of the race is going to go you don't know what the next 60 laps are going to bring yeah um science was so close uh, you know if if he had got gotten past um if he had been able to unlap himself from hamilton faster he would have been that much closer to norris and he would have perhaps tried to overtake him and and, and if norris had wasted precious time in the beginning fighting with um with perez and uh, and valtteri uh he he would have had to pit faster so his tires towards the end of the race would have been that much older so i think they also recognized the fact that they have um threats coming in from people who are going to be in the 6th 7th and 8th place and so their fight isn't with red bull yeah um almost it is yeah at the end of the race science found himself like you said in a strange position of like being quicker than the guy who was in second place who was yeah. like a lap ahead of him right yeah and yeah if he had unlapped himself like you said it would have been much much uh, closer i think for him to uh, try and overtake signs uh, sorry try and overtake norris. norris a really good drive from uh, signs he um, uh, managed to make his tires last a lot longer yeah 41 laps almost right yeah he pitted on lap 42 uh, for the first time and, he, and th- these were like medium tires that he just seemed to like massage brilliantly through the race and yeah he just lasted longer than everybody and like he said uh, post race it just helped him jump the entire midfield yeah uh, you know and so yeah brilliant like like i said again strategy playing beautifully for ferrari uh, like we discussed for a change, for a change. Yeah. Uh, i mean science drove a brilliant race no doubt because uh, at the end of the day it is the driver skill that's bringing the uh, uh, tire degradation to like a minimal amount so yeah it was a brilliant race from him overall um so let's talk about the winners and losers of this uh, grand prix weekend i think uh, ferrari and their strategic team were one of the biggest winners right which was a, they had a great recovery weekend after uh, their last race where 
you know they really had a miserable weekend last year so i i think they were one of the big winners uh, this year uh speaking of ferrari i think a bigger winner is the blossoming uh, friendship between uh, pierre gasly and uh, kimi raikkonen because um, ferrari superhero uh, charles bumped into both today causing them damage <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think Martin Brundle said he he I think Charles Leclerc managed to like tag I think quarter of the field or something like that. But yeah, I'm sure their friendship is really blossoming. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, another big re- uh, winner, of course, was Red Bull, right? Continuing their momentum, continuing their uh, winning streaks and form for from the last two three weekends. Yeah, and a big big winner, uh, Dr. Marco, uh, his champagne soaked uh, see through white shirt, uh, really embracing his Bollywood uh, aspirations. There. Yeah, and getting the uh, I think the the getting a, a bunch of fans in terms of Laura Winters and saying how wonderful it was that uh, people got to see his uh, champagne soaked uh, body but i i i i think that was uh, refrain from commenting yeah, yeah i really don't want to it was uh, not you know what's the opposite of a site for sore eyes uh, a sore site for eyes i don't know but anyway moving yeah. very swiftly on from yeah. that Uh, I think the, another like the final big winner for me this weekend was Sunoda for having like a completely incident-free weekend. You know, he didn't uh, he didn't spin, he didn't crash, he didn't like mess up in any way. Yeah. I, I think apart from impeding Bottas, so perhaps not such an impeding. Yeah, he got a three-place grid penalty, but, but sure. he still finished in the points. Sure, I mean, sure. I, it was a surprising like change for sure. him. Sure. Um, but for me, a big winner is uh, Nikita uh, Mazepin for getting a, a a a trophy, if you call it, from uh, Haas team principal uh, Gunther in the form of a um, a spinning top. Yes, <laughs> that's what he referred to him as. <laughs> oh, our dear friend Mazepin. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, but but on a serious note, um, in terms of um, winners and losers, I do have a few more. Um, uh, it it was a sight for sore eyes to see Will Buxton uh back on track um uh after um being missing in action for two races. Uh, F one commentary really needed him. It's been a shit show without him. Yeah, most certainly agree. Uh, he did a great job as he usually does when he's back on track. Um, losers. Anybody uh, trying to catch a glimpse of um, Toto Wolff uh, while watching the race, um, like me, because they really didn't show him much. I mean, I not even slamming tables, not even um, taking off his glasses, not even um, his mask slipping down his nose. Nothing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> on a serious note, the losers, uh, Gasly being one of them, naturally yeah. due on the first lap, and again Williams for not uh, not really capitalizing on like. these opportunities i don't know how frequently is going to come for them but yeah uh, and i think the final big loser for me would be esteban ocon you know finishing in p14 uh, when his teammate is being uh, like finishing consistently in the points in yeah. the last two races and so comfortable in the car he seems to be suddenly really struggling with yeah. the alpine um big big winner david cross theory on putting cows on the mountain to check for rain and wind um met departments if you're listening hire the cows <laughs> how is that a winner how is that even a theory i don't understand but <laughs> i i don't pretend to like try and understand david croft's thinking abilities his his uh, i mean his thought process is just on a whole other level 
So next weekend we have the uh, Austrian GP as opposed to the Styrian GP uh, this weekend, right? A uh, couple of things that are going to be interesting. One is they are one step softer tires yeah. for next weekend. Yeah. Uh, I think that's going to affect Ferrari majorly. Yeah. Uh, as a team, but it's going to be interesting to see who else it affects. What are your thoughts on that? Like, uh, who, who do you think? Uh, is going to be either benefiting from that or like generally what are your thoughts on that um so i think um it, it's going to be um a bit of a issue for mercedes to manage their softer tires uh and i i'm interested to see what aston martin does because in the past they've had really good tire management strategies and that's let them uh jump a couple of places um up so yeah that that's that's what I think. So I, I find it interesting. It's going to be an interesting battle up front as it usually is, right? Yeah. I think uh, Verstappen and Hamilton are both excellent at tyre management. So I don't know if it's going to be that much of a struggle for them. But I feel like Bottas is going to be the big loser here. Historically, I think he's struggled to... Uh, not to manage his tyres, but I think to extend his tyre life in mm. the race especially more than uh, everybody else he struggled with that right i think the person is going to be most beneficial to is probably perez, perez. yeah and his time management skills in the race yeah coming into really its own but let's also not discount the fact that bottas did today what perez has been doing right which is that he's in third fourth place and he backs off and that's how he preserves his tires he doesn't you know immediately chase after max and hamilton so, and that's exactly what Bottas did today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Perez did the same thing at Paul Ricard last race. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Perez just like uh, aped that strategy and it worked out for him. And yeah. So, yeah, no doubt. But I don't know, somehow I still feel like Perez might have a okay, slight advantage. Manager. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I think this uh, comes down to now our usual end to our race episode so who do you think is going to be on the podium next race so at this point it's you know it's it's the same track um red bull are coming in hot with a bunch of wins in a row um their confidence is at an all-time high their car seems to be uh, performing at a much better level so it seems like everything seems to indicate that it's red bull for the win um, it would be really interesting from a championship and from a viewing perspective if that wasn't the case. So, but yeah, but the way things are looking right now, it, it looks like it's going to be Red Bull. I think the word for the weekend, uh, this race was momentum for Red Bull. Yeah. They are carrying the momentum of now four, I think, uh, four wins on the trot, Red Bull. Yeah, Monaco, has... Baku. Um, uh, Paul Ricard and now yeah, um, yeah. so four Styria. wins on the trot so I definitely agree with you that they definitely have that momentum going for them and it seems like they are too imperious on this track for Mercedes to catch up but I'm hoping for rain next weekend to yeah. mix things up a yeah. lot and yeah it, at this point like beyond Mercedes and Red Bull it's really difficult to predict who's going to finish where because the midfield is so close but I hope it's a better weekend for Pierre Gasly and George Russell uh, and not as heartbreaking as today for you. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I, I then look forward to next race and 
and uh, hopefully see you again soon on the podcast so we can uh, have these discussions again yeah thanks so much for joining us and uh, like i said hope to see you soon again so that was this week's episode thanks for tuning in guys as usual please find us on our social media channels and subscribe and follow us to get the latest updates uh, we are late night drives podcast on instagram that's l8 night drives podcast on instagram and late night drives on twitter l8 night drives on twitter thanks a lot guys cheers have a good night